Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Name the band. Man, is this Queen? Super Tramp. Super Tramp. Super Tramp. Okay. Breakfast in America. All right. Okay, okay. I mean, you, you stump me more than I stump you, so when there's a nice little 80s classic going, you know I'm going to try and call you out on it's it. so amazing the way pop culture works. I once uh, I read a fascinating study that, uh, well, how does it go? That record sales produced three times as much revenue as movie tickets, sports tickets, and... Um, maybe book sales in the 1970s. So people were just buying records. That's what people were doing is buying records and jamming out. That's what I would have been doing. I wish it was 1971. I say that all the time. My my life in its current iteration 50 years ago would be my absolute dream come true. Listen to Nuanas Now, where we talk about all sorts of weird dreams, as well as analyze sports from time to time. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining me, Coulter Nuanas, in studio as he does each and every Monday and Tuesday. We'll also be hitting the road to Indianapolis, broadcasting live from the NCAA tournament Friday, Monday, and Tuesday. So be sure to check out Nuanas Now from 4 to 6 each and every weekday right here on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide SWX Montana Television. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? We talked Big Sky football, Eastern Washington football, Grizz football. We were joined by Raleigh Wooster, Missoula Hellgate alum, who is now playing for the uh, Utah State Aggies. And we also told you all about our bracket challenge presented by Paradise Falls. Be sure to go enter that. All you got to do is go to ESPN.com, click on the tournament challenge. 
fill out a bracket. First, search ESPN Missoula, and then fill out a bracket in the ESPN Missoula Challenge. Got a bunch of great prizes, including a $400 cash prize, as well as gift cards from a bunch of great places. But $400 cash, courtesy of Paradise Falls in Missoula. If you need a place to go watch the NCAA tournament games, be sure to go check out Paradise Falls as well. Coming up this hour... We have a couple great interviews for you. First of all, we caught up with George Horton, who will join us just in a minute. He's the new uh, player personnel consultant for the Missoula Paddleheads. The way that they're constructing their roster is going to be unique uh, when it comes to moving to an independent model. So we caught up with George for a pretty lengthy conversation about his life in baseball, what he hopes to bring to the Missoula Paddleheads. This starts out, though, with a couple uh, sound bites from Matt Ellis, the vice president of the Missoula Paddleheads, and why he thought George Horton was a great fit for his organization. It's a great day here. You know, last week we introduced our new manager, Michael Schlack, who has been as advertised in his first eight days of employment. He's been amazing this last week. And um, we promised to give Michael as much uh, support in, uh, in player personnel as possible. And we uh, are really honored today to say that we've, we've accomplished that goal in spades with hiring a uh, coaching legend in the collegiate ranks. You know, this gentleman um, has uh, done had six college World Series appearances in his career as a, a head coach at Cal State Fullerton and the University of Oregon. He won a national championship uh, with the Titans. Uh, he has eight appearances in the Super Regionals. He made the postseason in his 22 years as a head coach 16 times. He took over an Oregon program that was dormant um, since 1981, and in his Seven, first seven seasons, he took them to the postseason five times, including their first postseason appearance since 1964. Um, the name of the game is in college is recruiting, and this is one of the best at doing it. And so he's a perfect fit for our new model here in Missoula, where we're uh, not only um, uh, recruiting players, but we're signing them, and then we're helping develop them into great players on and off the field. Because George Horton has... Uh, a Hall of Fame career as a coach doing both of those things. So at this time, I'd like to introduce our new player personnel consultant for the Missoula Paddleheads. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Mr. George Horton. What do you think is essential about this position and why did you think George was the right man for it? Well, um, Michael and George make a great team. You know, George has all the collegiate contacts. Michael has all the professional contacts. And um, so they both really complement each other really well. We made sure that uh, before we committed to this relationship that Michael and George, you know, um, had talked and they talked and they hit it off really well. I'll let George speak to that relationship. But uh, we just really feel like this is a great team to put together the best possible uh, product on the field. And uh, with their their different contacts, their, the way they complement each other and um, the way they're going to work together going forward. And Matt, George just mentioned it, but it's an intriguing element now. You get to put a high priority on winning. So uh, how exciting is that? And how much different is that than maybe the developmental aspect of the, the paddle heads have been about for so long? Well, I've done this for a long time, as you know, and uh, I might be having more fun this week than I've had in, in my whole career. I mean, I've had great moments, championship moments. They've been a blast. Um, but just um, – uh, putting together this team uh, on and off the field, this the, you know the new Paddleheads brand, um, opening day after not having a game for 18 months. I mean, it's been it, it's just a lot. It's really exciting. I mean, I, I'm I'm having a great time with it, and 
having Michael and George lead our, our player personnel department, I, I really feel like it's in good hands and that we're going to have the best possible products that we could have on the field. You're listening in to Nuanez Now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula as well as statewide SWX Montana Television. Voice of the Grizz, Riley Corcoran, joining me, Coulter Nuanez, in studio. You just heard from Matt Ellis, the vice president of the Missoula Paddleheads. And now here is George Horton, the team's player personnel consultant and a legend in the college baseball ranks. It's part of our Garden City Spotlight. Garden City Spotlight is proudly presented by Dr. Gene Morris of Oral Surgical Associates. If you have any oral surgical needs, you have an implant, you need a bridge, you need a root canal, you need a tooth taken out, maybe you need your wisdom teeth out, Dr. Gene Morris at Oral Surgical Associates is the place to go. Visit oralsurgicalassociates.com for more information today. George Horton on the Garden City Spotlight. Well, happy now to be joined by, this is very cool, as part of our Garden City Spotlight presented by Oral Surgical Associates of Missoula, George Horton joining us on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. And George is the new player personnel consultant for the Missoula Paddleheads, but a guy that has been around the game of baseball for more than four decades, most famously accomplished a a bunch of amazing, amazing things at the collegiate level, including leading Cal State Fullerton to the 2004 College World Series title, multiple appearances in the College World Series between his time at both Cal State Fullerton as well as Oregon. George, thanks so much for joining us. Congratulations on your new position. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Let's start at the beginning here. I know you had a Zoom call with a lot of the Missoula media members, but a couple uh, basic questions for you to start. First of all, just how did this position first come about? How did it first land on your radar? Well, uh, Bill Babasi, an old friend of mine uh, from my collegiate days, and uh, you know when he was, I got to know Billy when he was general manager of the Angels, and certainly with the Mariners, and. Uh, we actually tried to entertain the thought of him becoming athletic director at Cal State Fullerton one year when uh, John Easterbrook had retired. So uh, it didn't come to fold. But uh, Billy uh, has been a, a, a friend in baseball and a friend outside of baseball uh, basically for my entire coaching career. He called me, and, and apparently he has a, a relationship with Peter Davis, the owner of the Missoula Paddleheads. And uh, Peter called him for some advice and, and looking for a manage, manager for this coming summer. And uh, as the story goes, Billy said that uh, here's the one guy that you need to call, and, and that was me. Uh, and so Peter and I uh, talked, and I, I'm retired from uh, coaching, at least temporarily. I don't know if I'll venture into that. Division One Arena again, or, or or do something that's more full time. Um, time will tell. But um, after talking to Peter and discussing the length of the season and when it starts and ends and so forth and so on, I wasn't ready to jump into a seven month, ninety six game uh, opportunity to, to be the manager. Uh, so we started talking and discussing whether or not there, there could be a role for me to help the Missoula Paddleheads be successful. And, and we kind of stumbled upon this, uh, part-time, um, assistant GM, um, procurement of players, player development, uh, player development type 
uh, role that I'll play. And uh, my time commitment as far as the the days that I'll be up in Montana will be limited, but I'm, I'm investing a lot of time right now trying to procure players and, and find where they're out out there and, and help Michael and Matt uh, find those players that they're looking for. As somebody that's loved the Missoula Osprey and now the Missoula Paladins for pretty much since I was a kid, this is a fascinating transition that the franchise is going through now because I'm moving to an independent model. You don't have the feeder like they had with the Arizona Diamondbacks for 20-plus years, but at the same time, now you can go out and get a, a different style of player, maybe a more experienced player than normally plays at rookie ball. You're not beholden to a specific ball club in terms of drafting and signing and things like that. So just talk about that element of things. I mean, how exciting is that for you to be able to sort of go out and and be sort of this scout slash uh, assistant GM in, in building a roster and sort of a, a unique and different model for minor league baseball. Well, it's really created an opportunity for a person like me to procure players where in the past, uh, most recently the Diamondbacks were the affiliate that sent the players to Missoula and uh, their player development guys uh, and scouting directors uh, kind of dictated how many innings guys would throw, how frequently they would throw, how, you know, uh, the starting lineups, everybody needs to play X number of games, you know, per week. And and it, it's more about development in, in that environment than it is putting together a team that's competitive and can win the championship. I think it, you're at the mercy of the affiliate and the mother team of, providing new players that are capable of winning a championship. And in this case, um, you know, we can find the players that fit the parameters and the, the limits of experience within the league. But, uh, you know, some of our players might be uh, a lot different in the, in the fact that they're great baseball players, but they don't have major league baseball type tools. So, uh, that you can win with those type of players. Um, but for us to think that they're going to move their way up the minor leagues and play in a major league uh, game ever uh, is probably not realistic. So it's going to be a little bit of a mix and a hybrid of uh, prospect kind of players. And then what I would call experienced college age, let's say seniors that don't get drafted, because of the limitations now that Major League Baseball, they're only going to have 20 rounds this year. So I can see there's a lot of uh, college seniors that are really good baseball players that are not going to get an opportunity to play with an affiliate. So that's where we come in and, and probably George Horton's role of having those great contacts with the you know the top 10% nationally of Division One programs of some of their better players not getting an opportunity, I, I can give my services back and provide an opportunity for them by bringing them up to Missoula. Talking with George Horton, of course, now with the Paddleheads, and this is all fascinating, this new venture that everyone here is going down George, and I, I think that, I guess it's the biggest question is you're well-connected, obviously, with baseball circles. What was the maybe the thinking or, or the excitement level of when Major League Baseball decided to kind of branch off and go this different route? What was the thought maybe within baseball circles? You, you've amassed a, a lot of wins at Cal State Fullerton and Oregon. You know this game and everything in between with it, Coach. So just the excitement level and, uh, again, the, the biggest positives of breaking away um, just within baseball circles of what this new format and this new venture 
future can eventually be with independent baseball here and especially the Missoula Paddleheads? Well, first and foremost, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of empty stadiums across the country, unfortunately, that had great tradition and, and great uh, low, lower level uh, minor league baseball teams. And, and, you know, the communities that support that in such a positive way over the years, unfortunately, they may not have that summer activity to, to do with their families and so forth because baseball is such a family sport. Secondly, um, I think it's going to, uh, the way I look at it is because uh, Major League Baseball now is going to allow more guys to stay in school, go to school, and I, I think from the junior colleges all the way up to Division One college baseball, you're going to see more, more and more prospects because they're not going to be in rookie ball and A ball. They're going to be on college campuses. And so I think it's extremely healthy for the quality of teams that uh, college baseball is going to be able to produce now. The, the environment has never been as rich as it is now with COVID and the NCAA allowing players to have extra years, to have extra scholarships, to have extra players on your roster. I think throughout the country, as the season unfolds, as long as COVID doesn't affect it in a negative way where you don't get to play and the season is disrupted, I think at the end of the trail, uh, as long as COVID keeps heading in the right direction and uh, we get fans back out and there's no, again, disruption of uh, games, you're going to see some tremendous teams at the College World Series this year. And, and uh, you know, I think it's fair to say that a lot of those kids are going to end up, uh, start at, at, on a college campus, are going to end up playing in the major leagues. George Horton joining us. It's our Garden City Spotlight presented by Dr. Gene Morris and Oral Surgical Associates of Missoula. We do this, do this each and every week, highlighting great people in the sports world from around the Garden City. And George, I thought this was interesting. You mentioned this in your Zoom call, but I think it's a point that's worth reiterating. During your time as a coach at Cal State Fullerton from 1997 through 2007, as well as Oregon from 2009 to 2019, you guys won a lot of games and you were really competitive. That has not always been a top priority for low-level minor league baseball. And I think it's something that's been uh, both alluring in terms of the raw talent that gets sent to places like Missoula, Montana, but also sometimes frustrating for fans because, like you said, there's an, imi- there's an inning limit. Sometimes there's you know specific substitutions that have to be made for developmental reasons and not the priority of winning. Well, now with an independent league team, the, pro- the top priority is winning. So how much of that played into your decision, and what do you like about that element of it? Well, you know, I think it's fair to say I wouldn't be involved if it wasn't about that. You know, uh, for years, uh, uh, scouting directors, general managers, guys like Billy Bavese have asked me to be involved either in a managerial role as a player development person, a director of player development. Uh, And I know some guys that, that have dabbled in that and experienced that. And to a man, what turns them off and would turn me off is the fact that it's not about winning and not strategically trying to position your guys in certain roles that makes the team successful. You know, you don't get the pinch hit, pinch run, put a defensive replacement in, any of those things that, you know, the reason I got into coaching 
was about the relationships with young people, hopefully helping them develop from a young man into a real man, and then the competitive element of trying to outfox or outtrain the opposition throughout my career. So it was very enticing for me, and I think uh, you're going to see probably more and more guys uh, that have kind of put the cleats down like me and retired that are, that are going to be involved in those leagues just because of that. It, you know, it's, it reminds me, quite frankly, of coaching in Alaska or coaching in the Cape uh, where you're trying to procure the best players you possibly can and trying to win a championship. So it's very inviting to me. And, and like I said, I've said no thank you uh, over the years to doing that just because, you know, the mindset is you're, you're basically babysitting prospects from an affiliate. I shouldn't say babysitting. That's probably not a good word, but you're, you're, you're marching to the beat of what they want to do rather than what's best for the team. You mentioned Bill Bavese. He was the general manager most recently of the Seattle Mariners in the mid two thousands. And I know he was on the zoom call earlier today as well. So two part question, is that the, the tie you have to the Davis family and the new ownership for the paddleheads? And, on a side note, do you have any familiarity with Missoula? Have you ever spent any time in Montana? Well, um, that that is the tie to Peter. Uh, like I said, Peter knew, has known Billy over the years and called Billy for some names of who he would uh, recommend to be the Missoula manager. And I guess, as Billy said it, he gave him one name and it was mine. And then if I said no, he really thought that I could suggest some other names. And, and I certainly didn't know Michael, uh, but a guy named Mike Benjamin that was the manager there previously with the Diamondbacks affiliate uh, was on my very first head coaching uh, job team at Cerritos Junior College back in 1985. And we, you know, I watched Benji play for the Giants and the Pirates and and then Benji was coaching at ASU when I was at Oregon. So what a small world um, as far as uh, the player uh, personnel part of that. College coaching for a while, George, and we look at your resume, and it's pretty darn impressive for those driving around going, George Horton, I remember that name. Of course, he led Cal State Fullerton to a College World Series title and multiple appearances, multiple regional appearances at Oregon. I got to ask, is there a certain uh, run that stands out or that 2004 championship run or just all those College World Series appearances? What did it mean to take a program like Cal State Fullerton, you're a California guy, to lead more of a small school all the way kind of to a Cinderella run at least at the time and then you guys were just a mainstay in Omaha so I guess take me back down memory lane a little bit it helps tell the story more in the early 2000s when you were the head of a dominant run at Cal State Forwards and what stands out from that well I've led a blessed life as far as baseball and whatever it's brought to me and my family over the years but even as a player I wasn't a gifted five tool guy or whatever but had the opportunity to play for the likes of Wally Kincaid at Cerritos and for me um, well he's the best of the best uh, that ever coached in junior college and and, uh, his tree has developed uh, numerous uh, players that went on to be successful coaches at the major league level and players at the major league level and coaches at the collegiate level and then I played for Augie and uh, in 19... 75 and 76 at Cal State Florida. So 
going back there to coach was uh, where I went to school, and it was very special for me because of the Titan Nation. And on that staff was Dave Snow, who built the Long Beach State Empire, and Don Snedden, who is the winningest all-time junior college um, baseball coach in the state of California. So I was uh, surrounded by excellent mentors and, and coaches in my playing days. And then I kind of traced my footsteps and my first head coaching opportunity was at Cerritos JC. And I was there for 10 years, but six as a head coach. And we actually won three state championships out of the six years I was there. And then Augie came, that's just when Augie came back from University of Illinois on a second stint at Cal State Florida. And he asked me to come back come over and be his associate head coach in 1991. And a funny antidote to that is Augie said, yeah, I'm, I'm probably on the end of my career. Why don't you come over and run everything uh, and for two or three years and then just take over the program? Well, uh, 20 years later, Augie retired. So um, he, he went on and, and besides the, the the uh, six years that we coached together at Fullerton, he went to Texas and put in 20 more years there. So maybe I recharged his battery a little bit when we started working together. But, um, yeah, we had some good runs, you know, and, and both at Cerritos and Cal State Fullerton um, kind of taken over for legendary coaches and, and hopefully – not only did we have success, but we left it in a, in a better place than, than when we started. And, and I could feel good when my head hits the pillow that I could say that about both places. And, and, and you brought up, you know, obviously the runs that you remember the most, uh, not always, but usually end up in a championship. And uh, we played for the national championship in 92 when I was at Fullerton as the associate head coach. We won the national championship in 95 when I was the associate head coach. And we had several runs, or year six, that when I was the head coach, we went to the College World Series. So six out of the 11 years I was the head coach. And in 04 was probably the most magical because not only did we win it, but that team at one point during the season was 15 and 16. So for all of us to do what was necessary to turn that around, and be called the best team in college baseball that year was was a was an awesome, awesome ride, and, and I was happy to be a part of it. Still, a couple of guys playing from that team, quite frankly, that most people listening might remember: Kurt Suzuki, who's now with the Angels, uh, he won a World Series title with the Nationals, and then Justin Turner, who's still playing for the Dodgers and won a World Series title, obviously last year. So, very proud of of, of the, that, and. Uh, you know, you, the players that I was privileged to coach over the years, uh, that was priceless. Well, you're sitting here with uh, the biggest Dodger fan in the entire state of Montana and Riley Corker. It's George Horton joining us on Nuanez now. And a uh, big smile on Riley's face when we heard the name Justin Turner, to be certain. But, George, I want to ask you about identifying talent how similar is this going to be to identifying talent when you were recruiting on the college level and in your mind what is uh, the, the ideal sort of baseball player what are you going to be looking for as you're trying to bring players to the table for the Missoula Paddleheads uh, well you know like Michael said in his press conference you know we've got certain 
characteristics that we think are important to a roster and a lineup and so forth and so on. Uh, it is very similar to recruiting in college. Uh, the difference is um, you're not negotiating scholarships, you're not checking transcripts, those type of things. There are some parameters that you got to stay within as far as experience and so forth. Uh, and it's uh, an area where the, the player pools in different areas that, that I'm used to instead of going to like the area code games or the PG showcases and different things like that. You're, you're trying to uncover stones and some other areas and some leagues and you're watching some of the, the transactional lists that players come to the fold and I think we're they're just about ready to start breaking uh, spring training where a, a lot of a lot of the fruit's going to fall from the trees not all the way down to the independent level because they'll be going to triple A or double A or, or be traded but um, there's all all kinds of different areas where I think that we can find players, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I don't think there's any one model type that we're going to look for. Uh, I think, you know, sometimes you need to be careful, uh, when it's an older kid, 23, 24 years old, and the reasons for their release, I think that the danger there is sometimes it's injury based and not, performance space so we certainly don't want to select and bring in players that are available as free agents because they're not the player that they used to be so that's going to be part of the trick you know is uh as always your network who do you trust people are going to reach out to us and we've got to sort through and watch film and talk to people to make sure they're of the caliber that we want in our in our organization we're talking with George Horton with the Paddleheads now, and I guess a big question, George, now is nine weeks away, what does the timeline look like? Because in a normal year when it comes to the Paddleheads, you kind of get that trickle-down effect, and you might not know your roster three days before opening day. What does it look like now that maybe you have more time to roadmap it, or is it still more you have to react to what happens kind of at the higher levels beforehand? But I guess just give us maybe a timeline for what you guys are doing here in the next nine weeks and how close to opening day day these player personnel and roster decisions are going to be made well michael we've already made a dent in that michael's uh, i think we've inked about seven or eight guys uh we're sure we have a you know obviously a a list and a talent pool on our list that we're double checking on cir- circling back and i you know we on one hand, we feel like we've got a late start because there's been managers in place and direction. And on the press conference, I mentioned my, my old assistant, Dean Stiles, that's managing at Ogden. Uh, he's already scooped up a couple of the Oregon guys I was going to uh, try to get in Missoula. And then uh, Gary Van Toll, who's been an old friend and actually managed the Eugene Emeralds uh in the ballpark that I coached at in, in Eugene, Oregon, uh, and played when I was coaching at Oregon, I know Gary and he was going to do the Boise state deal. And that unfortunately fell through. And so they've had a head start, you know, but what we can't do is we can't panic. There's, there's a lot of good baseball players out there. I think some, like I said, are going to fall from the trees and and they're going to be casualties. And then in July, when the, the, the new date of the draft, and they only have 20 rounds, then right about the halfway point of the, the league, there's going to be more players that are available. And, 
you know, we don't necessarily want the revolving door so the fans can kind of get attached to our players and hopefully we didn't make many mistakes in the in the first round of recruiting. And so we have to, re, you know, basically replace a whole roster. We don't want to get into that. So we're trying to take our time and be thorough, uh, not not panic and, and not worry that people got the jump on us, uh, but try to be selective in, in the type of player that we want to be in town and to interact with the community and interact with one another. And, you know, Michael and I have the same philosophy representing the ownership. Uh, Missoula's got a, a great... Uh, tradition and what we don't want is to win at all costs and have a bunch of guys running rampant up there and creating problems in the community. So it's a balance of everything. Uh, I have been in Montana uh, several times, uh, mostly because of fishing. You know, I fished in the Bighorn two summers ago. I fished on the Yellowstone. A friend of mine has a nice place there in Big Sky. And, uh, most of my experiences have not been baseball experiences, but they've been uh, summer experiences where we're doing fly fishing up there. And and as I said in the press conference, a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but uh, you can bet that I'm going to look forward to a few fishing outings around my busy schedule when I'm up there working for you guys or for the team. George Horton, newest member of the Missoula Paddleheads and a prestigious, very successful Life in baseball, more than 40 years as a college head coach, won 865 games between 1997 and 2019 between his stops as the head man at Cal State Fullerton and Oregon. And, George, I know everybody's excited to have you as part of the organization. I know we're excited to have you on the show, and we hope to catch up with you soon. Thanks so much for joining us here on our Garden City Spotlight, and congratulations again. Thanks so much, and it's an honor for me to continue my uh, career up there and I'm looking forward to meeting all the great people in Missoula. Thanks for having me on. George Horton, a life of baseball. Great talk. I really enjoyed that and uh, that'll be a great addition to the Battleheads. We're going to analyze all that stuff later on in the week, uh, but we got to get out right now. You're listening to Nuanez now. Coulter Nuanez, Riley Corcoran, right here at 1029 ESPN Missoula, back after this. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. The crack of bugs us, do what the rest don't do. Or face the fact, the crack of bugs us, may have no other choice than to deport you. Welcome back. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula as well as statewide SWX Montana Television. We still have our Treasure State Stars for you. We have a bunch of great young people from around the state of Montana to highlight, but we're up against it again because our great interview with George Horton, the new player personnel consultant for the Missoula Paddleheads, it went a little long, but George Horton, he's a college baseball legend. Cal State Fullerton led them to the College World Series in 2004. The championship, that is. He went to the College World Series six times 
Also was in the NCAA Regional and Super Regional, another eight times on top of that. Won almost 900 games between Cal State Fullerton and Oregon. So definitely a college baseball legend. And this will be a great addition to the Missoula Osprey. And the I, Missoula Paddleheads. I'm going to say the Osprey I, a couple more times, I promise. It is totally fine, at least until they start playing a game. Of right. It feels like we've been talking about the Paddlehead era, and they haven't played a game yet as the Paddleheads. But even more so, we tried to highlight that towards the end of that interview, but even more so with the format they're going with now. This player recruitment and having someone in the role that George is is going to be so massive to have someone that's connected because hey it's basically like open season where you can go get you just have it's all about who you know right and so this is a dynamite hire I think for the paddleheads and kind of moving forward so it was good to get to know him and Man, Coulter, the sun's shining, there's blue sky, the weather's good. It kind of feels like baseball season. You, you know I'm pulling you over this year. You're you, going to be a baseball uh, This is going to be a baseball show. I hope everybody yep. out there wants it because <laughs> it's happening. With Sean Rainey and Riley Corcoran in the saddle, this is definitely going to be more baseball heavy. And you know what? I'm here for it. The news of the afternoon, Larry Kristoviak, Montana alum, former Grizz head coach, out at the University of Utah. They had to buy him out, right? A couple years left on his contract. Two years left on his contract. And I don't think a lot of people know this. Larry was one of the top 10 paid, highest paid coaches in college basketball. Oh, yeah. He was over 3 million bucks a oh, year. Yeah. So that's a pretty hefty buyout. It went through. So it would have been two more seasons that they uh, bought him out. But he's out. Utah has money, man. They definitely man, got money. That's it. Uh, they never really recovered after the the giant scandal that went, spread across all of college basketball. Utah was on the low end of that, but they did, never really recovered after that, and they had a hard time getting it back on track. So be, best of luck to Larry Kostovac. He will land on his feet, one of the hardest-working guys and uh, one of the true Montanans that we have from the coaching tree uh, at the University of Montana. So good luck to Coach Kostovac, and uh, we'll probably catch up with him sooner than later. Nuanez now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining me, Coulter Nuanez. Treasure State Stars coming at you right after this. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home One of the great days of my life in Missoula, Montana, Washington Grizzly Stadium, the Rolling Stones. What a day, what a night. God, I can't wait till the concerts are back in the great Garden City. It'll be sooner than later, I promise everybody that. You're listening to Nuanez now, right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining me, Coulter Nuanez, as he does each and every Monday. We will also be heading to the NCAA basketball tournament in Indianapolis later this week. We'll be on a plane on Thursday, so we will not be on the air, but we'll be back with you on Friday as well as Monday and Tuesday broadcasting live from Indianapolis. It's time now, a little late in the show, but we had to get to a bunch of other stuff. And if you missed anything from Chris Football to Raleigh Wooster to uh, our great giveaways to George Horton, the new player personnel consultant for the Missoula Paddleheads, to everything in between, you can check it out on the podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications. 
as well as the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Time now for Treasure State Stars, which is brought to you in part by Parkside Credit Union. Check out Parkside Credit Union's online financial education platform. Stay safe and get smart about saving and making money with Parkside Credit Union of Missoula. Treasure State Star number one, Peyton Sanders of Billy Skyview in the final 15 seconds of the Class AA State Championship game. He hit a jump shot in the lane that gave Skyview Falcons the final margin of victory, 62-60. to Championship game was one of just four in the history of Class AA, excuse me, in the last 50 years, that is, that was decided by a single bucket. That's right, four Class AA boys championship games have been decided by two points or less over the last 50 years. Peyton Sanders finished with 14 points, six rebounds, and three assists in the victory. Skyview has now won four state championships, and they've all come in the last seven years. Great job by Kevin Morales getting Skyview to become a bona fide powerhouse. Treasure State star number two, it's Drew Wyman from Great Falls High. Great Falls High fell to Skyview in that title game, but Wyman, everything you wanted. 11 of 20 from the floor, 29 points. Great effort by him, and he is gonna. He hasn't been getting a lot of D one interest. I do think he could play at the Montana schools. I really do. He's got the athleticism, but if he ends up in the Frontier Conference, remember that name because I promise you, he's gonna rip the Frontier Conference apart. Treasure State star number three, Audrey Hoffer from Helena Capital. Helena Capital is down 21-11 late in the third quarter to the Missoula Hellgate girls, but the momentum suddenly shifted. In the third, excuse me, early in the fourth quarter, technical foul call on Hellgate and a three-point shot from Capital, followed by a 10-2 run by Capital, changed things, and Capital emerged with a 33-31 victory. That big shot, it was Avery Hoffer. She buried a corner three-pointer to cap a 17-2 run as Capital rallied from down 10 to win 33-31 over Missoula Hellgate. The Bruins finished the season 17-1, became the first Class AA girls group to ever win back-to-back volleyball and back-to-back state basketball championships. So congratulations to the Helena Capital girls. Treasure State Stars, also proudly presented by Missoula Electric Co-op. Missoula Electric Co-op is all the way in on providing sustainable energy for everybody around western Montana. They provide 95% carbon-free footprint to all of their members, Missoula Electric Co-op is focused on renewable energy. They've created three community solar programs for their members to take part and benefit from. For more information, look online, MissoulaElectricCoop.com. Treasure State star number four, Damon Grovant from Lodgegrass, one of the best players in all of Class B. He went 7 of 15 from the floor on the way to 17 points. He also grabbed 13 rebounds, a 64-47 win for Lodgegrass over Manhattan. Grovant, If they had a tournament MVP, it would have been him. He averaged 18 points per game during the week, also 10.3 rebounds and 4.7 assists. So the junior from Lodgegrass leads the Indians to their first outright state title since 1991. Congratulations to the Class B state champion, Lodgegrass boys. Treasure State star number five, Haley Brandon from Big Tibber. She had 14 points, four assists to lead the Herders to their first state title in 40 years. And, uh, if this scene is right, this is cool. This is from 406mtsports.com. The closing scene is as the crowd was giving her a standing ovation after Big Timber secured that 46-26 win over Columbus. She just stood at midcourt spinning the ball on her finger, waving the crowd on. you got to love it. got to love the visual. Thanks to 406MT Sports for all the great coverage of the state tournaments and for that great visual scene. And congratulations to Haley Brandon and the Big Timber Sheep Herders, Class B state champions for the first time in 40 years. Treasure State star number six. We're going all the way to seven because there's a lot of great performances in the state over the weekend. But this one, it goes to the Scobie Spartans and specifically to J.C. Tandy. The Scobie Spartans 
They have now won 54 straight games after their 64-27 win over Twin Bridges. They were the co-champions last year. They didn't get to finish the deal, but amazingly, they went undefeated again, and they win the state championship game going away by 37 points. J.C. Tandy, he hit five three-pointers and scored 15 points. He said after the game, we wanted to get back here and back to this moment. We did it for last year's seniors that didn't get to play. We've been playing together since kindergarten. We read each other really well, and this is what we've dreamed of all along. So congratulations to the Scobie Spartans, the Class C boys champions. And finally, Aspen Geis from the uh, Fort Benton girls basketball team, the Longhorns. They finished 22-2 and after a Handle uh, after Handle and Seiko in the uh, state championship game. Guys had 19 points. She was four of six from beyond the three point arc. She's headed to Montana State Billings on a basketball scholarship. And Fort Benton has great sports tradition, but that is the first ever girls state basketball championship in the history of uh, Fort Benton. She said after the game, "You never see a banner for girls basketball on the wall. I wanted to be on the team that put one up there, and now we're going to put one up there. I've been dreaming of this for so long. This team works so hard." And to be here is incredible. I can't even put into words how excited we are. I never want this to end, honestly. So dreams come true all across the state. Thanks to Treasure State Stars, sponsors, Parkside Credit Union, and Missoula Electric Co-op. And congratulations to all of our Treasure State Stars. A great high school basketball season this year. It it was awesome. And I think that that really hits home, culture of what makes Montana even more special, right? I mean, and I'm not comparing this to maybe the schools that went in Billings or Missoula or Helena or Bozeman, anything in between. But... For Fort Benton to hear that quote about sure. that you get every time you walk in, how are communities united, right? You go to a high school basketball game and you get to see that banner. And how, how many times is that going to create the conversation? Do you remember that team? Do you remember that team in 2021? For sure. And those players that are a part of that, like that gives me goosebumps. And we're talking about high school girls basketball state championship. That is why we do this. And this is why we love sports so much. So congratulations to everyone that won a state title, even more so for those smaller communities that will carry really a piece of their hometown forever now. And they're part of history. Thank you, Riley. Voice of the Grizz, Riley Corcoran. We will, we'll be meeting back up here on Thursday to catch a play in Indianapolis. Can't wait for the NCAA tournament tomorrow. One last in-studio show for the week. Danny Sprinkle going to swing by for the ESPN Roundtable. He's Montana State's second-year head men's basketball coach. Talk about his great run to the tournament championship game. Jason Mackey, Missoula Sentinel boys basketball coach. We'll also stop by for our coach's corner. Sean Rainey, of course, will be in studio with me as well. So, Tomorrow, check it out, 4 to 6 right here on Nuanas. Now, one last note we'll send you on the way with this. Richard Patino fired at Minnesota, didn't have a job for about 12 hours. He's hired at New Mexico. So Travis DeCure, University of Montana head men's basketball coach, his name was floated for that job. But that ain't happened. Richard Pertino takes the job at New Mexico. There is going to be a lot of movement in the yes, coaching circles here in the next week or so. Buckle up your seatbelts and stay tuned because there's going to be openings all over and rumors aplenty. For Riley Corcoran, I'm Coulter Nuanas. This is Nuanas. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more.
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.